What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Big Honker Podcast. We really appreciate you uh, listening to us banter back and forth, most of the time about nothing. This podcast is brought to you by the one and only Dive Bomb Industries. You want numbers on your side this season. Everybody knows that you want numbers, and you better run them big. Load up on them skinnies, baby. If you want to kill big birds, big flocks, throw out some dive bombs. It works in any condition. If you've got even the socks, socks are great. Everything packs up nice and neat. I am a freak about keeping everything organized. People get tired. People get lazy. Trailers get unorganized. With dive bomb, you don't have to worry about your trailer being unorganized because everything packs up nice and neat. You can store it away. Voila. No more headache. No more ugly trailers. Make that a fucking hashtag. Hashtag no more ugly trailers. <laughs> Divebombindustries.com. They're with the professional juice. All up and down every single flyway on this. North, south, east, west. North, south, east, west, Mississippi, everywhere. Divebombindustries.com. We're also brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. Bismuth back in style. Hit them like a fucking freight train. Just knocking them dead. Boss only, shot only shells. Only takes one. Choke that thing down as much as you want. Hell, with cranes, it only takes one. That's right. That's right. Use, most of the time, you're fucking running it to the plug to shoot one crane. Not with boss shot shells. Every group coming in here is shooting boss these days. It is. It's it's great to see. They're great people over at Boss Shot Shells. It's all American made. Uh, the, the boys and girls, uh, Brandon, Meg, they work hard. Uh, they know their stuff, too. That's the main thing. You call them up. You're going to talk to somebody. Everything's American made. BossShotShells.com. You will not. The one thing that we've, we've said this before, nobody has, has shot Boss and been like, eh, it's not worth the hype. Everybody that shoots Boss knows what's up. Go to BossShotShells.com or call them. Get what you need. We're also brought to you by Lucky Duck. The best A-frame on the market right now. A-frame, spinners, check them out. You want to shoot ducks in the field, you have to run spinners. Get the Lucky Duck spinners. You want to sit in a blind, no more laying on your back. Get an A-frame. Get the Lucky Duck A-frame. Best blind there is. So much room. We use them every day. Um, we, 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 we hide a lot of fat boys like me and Dad over there. Right, Dad? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it can fit four people comfortably. We do it every day. Four people comfortably. There's The accessories are great. The pockets. The pockets and the, and the canvas, the rods in the door. No more saggy door. No more wondering what to do with your shotgun shells because you got a pocket right in front of you. Uh, best spinners, best blinds on the market. LuckyDuck.com. And our new a new sponsor. Pacific Game Calls. PacificCustomCalls.com. They've got a screamer of a lesser call. And I mean call. an absolute screamer of a lesser call. Hey, I heard you running it earlier. It sounded really good. Mm. And they've got this, uh, they've got a spec call. I mean, they've got it all. They got a boy from Knox City on the pro staff. Yeah. Zach, the, the one and only Zach Shaver. But they got it all. They, it's not, not just a goose call. They got duck calls. They got turkey calls. And right now, if you go to PacificCustomCalls.com, you can save yourself some money. You can save 25% by using the promo code BHP25. Use it at checkout. You can save yourself 25%. We're also brought to you by Looking Glass Duck Club. Tell us about Looking Glass. Oh, Andy. my goodness. Listen, don't try, to get a, don't try to be a member of this because all the spots are filled, but they've got some sweet-ass hoodies, okay? 
uh, it is a guy. He's looking for. He's looking looking through the glass at some ducks, and it's a fucking rifle. It is the sweetest hoodie <laughs> on the market right there, now. There's literally a three by nine by forty on top of a twelve gauge. Yeah, with a big old honker just coming in. That's it is awesome. It is the sweetest. There's a honker or ducks. I think it's it's all ducks. Yeah. yeah. Looking Glass Duck Club, they've got a badass hoodie. I don't think they're taking any spots into their duck club, but if you want a sweet-looking hoodie uh, for the for the winter months that are about to come on us in February and March, because that's how shit rolls right now, message Sky underscore Jack underscore Outfitters for the best-looking hoodie on the market. It's a guy aiming at some ducks with a rifle scope on a shotgun. Looking Glass Duck Club. And let's jump into our last sponsor. No, we got two to go. William and Chris Wines. Valentine's Day's coming up. We've turned the calendar. You and your sweetheart. Boy, I bet you're going to fuck that present, that gift up. Well, you did Christmas? No, he did good on the Christmas. No, he didn't what she said. Yeah, but Thank she's you, just Stoner. telling us that. No, Stoner. she loved it. Jesse always makes Andy look better yeah, than well, he Michelle really is. told Jesse he did good. Anyway. So what, what are we doing for Valentine's when Day? When you're Andy? ready to rub belly buttons together and shine your belt buckle, you need to go to williamandchriswines.com, get the skeleton key, tell him I sent you. The panty dropper. The panty dropper is what it should have been called. The skeleton key is the key to the chest. <laughs> <laughs> Serve it at room temperature. You talking about the skeleton key, right? <laughs> either, either one doesn't matter. Medium, medium rare steak. Some little, little bit of lobster, boiled lobster. I don't know how you do it on the nice cup. crisp asparagus. How do you do? How do you do your lobster? We don't have fucking lobsters in Maryland. They got you crabs. Don't? How do you do your crabs? <laughs> fucking steam, steam them. That's it. Yeah. Any other or way? Cra- or crab cakes? Mm. Yeah. You know, crab cakes. Baby. That takes a little bit of work, though. Yeah. If it's handmade. So, let's so go back to the medium wine. rare steak with a nice tall glass of skeleton key from William and Chris Wines and oh. the panties drop. It just happens. It's magic. I don't know. WilliamandChrisWines.com. Skeleton key. It's my favorite. I'm going to send you home with a bottle. So All right. Valentine's Day will be a little bit better than Christmas well, for you, Joshua. My birthday's before Valentine's Day. So well, it's the best of both worlds. I'll send you two bottles. You can have one for both occasions. Ooh. Uh, last but not least, we're brought to you by Stanford Hunting Outfitters. We're back in the turkey game. Turkey season's coming up. Yep. If you want to book a turkey hunt, you need to holler pretty fast. Limited. Limited spots. Limited, Limited. spots. But you did If you want a turkey, you better holler at me pretty fast. I've got a list of guys to call, so I don't know how many I'm going to have open, so you better holler at me real fast. And It'll be we, one on two, and you'll get a hunt with Andy. You get to hunt with me. We have picked up some of the most premier, the most prime don't win another adjective. It's been wet. It's been warm. Seen it's right on. Lately. It's it, this place is right off of the river. I don't know how many rooster on this bitch, but it's going to be a lot of turkeys taken off of it. So if you're in the market for a turkey hunt, call us. Call us quickly, and we can take care of you. I am looking forward to this turkey season. It is going to be ugly. That's StanfieldHuntingOutfitters.com. Always get my own damn website. <laughs> I've only had a website for 25 fucking years. Stanfieldhunting.com or call me 940-658-3172. And for the record, I do answer my own phone. Everybody calls me. It seems like, is this Jeff? Is this Jeff? Who the fuck else you think is going to answer the phone? A lot of guys are looking for Andy this time of the year, and I understand because you'd rather talk to me than Jeff. But And I might give you one 
one shell of Boss Tom because that's all it's going to take if you're turkey hunting with me. So, oh, so Andy's including a Tom shell. I will give you one Boss <laughs> Boss Tom shot shell. No extra charge. No extra charge. I'm just going to give it to you. It's one. Do with it what you want. And have you seen the patterns on the new loads? 100%. <laughs> that's bad. So anyways, Ugly. if you want to partake in this Boss Tom Stanfield hunting turkeys, Give me a call at 940-658-3172. I better call Brandon now and get some boss time down here. Mm-hmm. All righty. This is the Asshole of the Year Award podcast. We had a doozy of an Asshole of the Year. We go into detail about this gentleman who we keep nameless, and we also give you the runner-up because we, like, uh, we like talking about assholes out here, so... You get the you get the winner of the asshole of the year award and a distant second. So anyway, the asshole of the year. we go three two one and boom welcome to the big honker podcast brought to you by boss ammo i'm jeff stanfield i'm andy shaver risk life and fucking limb to get out here to do this today oh what a beautiful day we've had about about eight to ten inches of snow which is about what we get in three years you think we got that much i think out here in some places we have yeah i I said six easily well, I don't. I didn't. I'm not fucking. Nah, no. Okay. Okay. Six, six inches. You think six inches? I thought eight. Eight to ten. I don't know. Kinder Morgan had nine earlier. Fred told me. Hmm. So that's uh, a mile down the road. So. Well. I I don't know. I know. I know. Snyder had twelve inches. They said. Whew. So, and that stuff's coming here, and there's still snow coming. So it's still snowing outside. It's nice, beautiful stuff. I'm glad we don't have to jack with it all the time. Yeah. I can't imagine living somewhere where you had to freaking shovel this shit all the time. Mm. That would suck. That's the good thing about here. In a couple of days, it's going to be gone. It's going to be 12 tonight, so it's going to be crusty tomorrow. Yeah, tonight will be bad. Tonight will be a bad night. I can tell you how bad it is. When Knox City cancels school for snow, it's bad. Yeah, there's a new regime. Well, still, though, it's it's a precedence. And the damn phone's ringing, of course, in there. It's okay. We got a, We got an answer machine. But there's a new regime at Knox City, so... Oh, that's right. You're a school board member, Andy. That's right. Told them. Anybody out there that's got a problem with Knox City schools, make sure you get a hold of Andy. I don't okay? think too many people in Knox City listen to this. I think you're probably right. It's probably safe. But if you are in Knox City and you have issues at school with little Johnny getting in trouble at school or coaches are doing something wrong or we're not winning, we need to remove coaches or something, please holler at Andy. He would love to get feedback from you. Number one, if Johnny's getting trouble at school and you come to me, probably not going to be the best. What are you going to say to somebody? Probably going to say that let the teacher handle it. You think so? 
I just can't wait for you to get them calls. Well, mayor, and I got—I used to get all the the old people are the worst being a mayor. Well, I'm not going to have to deal with too many of them. But the school board is dealing with people that's got their kids, so they're very passionate about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't going to get really excited about your roads sucking, but you're going to get really upset if little Johnny has got homework on a Friday night <laughs> or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, so that's something. I mean, I don't know. I don't have kids yet or in school, so. The biggest issue we face in society is parents let their kids become pussies. What did I do? I don't know. But we, we, we cover up for our kids all the time. Every time our kid gets in trouble, we take the kid's side. Mm-hmm. We don't beat their ass anymore. We need to start beating kids' asses again. And we need to start supporting the people at the school that get on to them. Because I've got a degree in that, and the pay is not very well. No, they ain't very much to be putting up with a whole lot of bullshit. And they put up with a lot of bullshit. I mean, they just from the rules to all the way, you, can't, you don't get to teach them anymore. It just it's bullshit. I wouldn't want to be a teacher. My hat's out. Teachers and nurses are the two most underpaid people in America, and police officers and firemen mm-hmm. for what they have to go through. Yeah. Because a damn teacher is anything more, today is nothing more than a certified babysitter a lot of times. Most of the time. And that's that's a shame. Most of the time. And my hat's off to them all. All right, this year, speaking of assholes, we are going to have the Asshole of the Year podcast today. Now, you have to really be creative to become the Asshole of the Year because we deal with a few people that are horses rears. Um, we have the we have this same couple of guys every year that are an ass every year. And it's funny is that their groups will come back and hunt, but they don't come back on the second hunt ever. They're never invited. Yeah. And... And we deal with that, but to to be the asshole of the year, the, the guy from the year before was a real douchebag. This year's guy was a real dick, and I'm going to set the groundwork. Got called, booked a hunt, booked for, I, I don't even, I can't, I'm not going to mention his name because I can't remember his name, to be honest with you. I really can't either. I, I do, I, I'd have to look it up. It's in the book, on the books. I just don't remember what it is. And we'll just call him Bob. So Bob calls me and books for six people for two days a weekend hunt. Well, the, the, the story before that not everybody knew that, or that y'all didn't know is at first it was going to be a Thursday, Friday, and then it was going to be a Saturday, Sunday. Then it was going to be just one day. And then it was going to be this. And I said, listen, I need to know what days you want to hunt. I got to get this done. It's the last weekend I have available if you want the weekend. If you're not, we took the weekend. So for Saturday, Sunday, I said, okay. Well, he booked the hunt. And then when we got closer to it, he called and said, hey, we're going to add some people to it. And I said, that's fine. I just need to know so we'll be ready for meals and things. So they went from six to ten people. They'd send a deposit for six people for a two-day hunt. So they got up here and hunted, and that morning at breakfast time, he had made a comment that he'd hunted in our area before, and mm-hmm. he trashed another outfitter. Yep. I was not here. I was in Oklahoma. I was not here for breakfast either. That was the night that we that Reese had to go to the emergency room. That's right. Y'all had to go to Wichita transfer. So Andy didn't hunt that morning. And, and they Josh, were my group. Yep, they were your group. The night before. And Josh took them. Mm-hmm. Took it. So Josh went to a field he'd never been to. You had to tell him directions, I guess, how to told get him there. Told him where, told him where to hide, where the birds were. And there were tracks all, I mean, there were tracks all around. So so he went to the field. It was a southwest, no wind, clear sky morning. It was during the full moon in December, during the 60, 70 degrees in December. And zero wind on like, a hot no field wind. that on we, a, day, a, that we day leased off of, day leased it from the guy that he was trashing, matter of fact. Right. And so... We had a we shot a bird. I mean, it was a slow hunt. So the guy comes in and he said, "Well, we just decided we're going to go ahead and go home. We're just not going to hunt tomorrow." Yep. Okay. Well, then you owe for half of your hunt for today, and you owe the full price for the guys that are here. The first guys come in for a day. Well, no, we paid in full for six people for one day. No, 
you pay a deposit for a two-day hunt. You pay 50% of it on each day. Any outfitter that listens to this is like, Jeff's right. He's fucking right. If you book a three-day hunt and you send a deposit, you pay half of each day is how you do it. You owe the other half. Mm-hmm. And so so that's so when he comes settling up, he's like, no, we're, we're not going to pay that. We don't have a signed contract with you. No, I don't make people sign contracts. We just, we're gentlemen about it. Try to be. And, and and basically, it was a tough hunt. And the next day was supposed to have a win. And we had a good day the next day. We shot a bunch of birds the next day. But that's here or there. So anyways, I told him, I said, listen. So I finally had to get on the phone. I told him, I said, listen, you owe 150 Tony and I in the office. Okay. Your balance was $175 per person for each day. You sent me a balance, a deposit of $350, $175 for each hunt. So you owe me $175 for the six guys for the rest of their hunt. And the six guys that are leaving owe $350, so $2,100. And he's like, no, that's not what we're doing. We're paying this and this and that. And I told him, I said, listen, buddy. I said, I'm not going to argue with you over the phone over freaking $1,500 fucking dollars. I said, you're an embarrassment to hunters. You're not a hunter. You're going to tell everybody you're a hunter. You're not a hunter. You just want to kill shit. You don't want to hunt. The guy had his wife, too. And she was chirping. And she, she chirped about the guy, our buddy. She was ripping on him. Him mm. and her both were. So, anyways, he told me, he said, I'm not going to put up with that here and that shit. That's just plain ridiculous. Okay, whatever. Pays Tony cash money for the six guys that hunted for one day only. And, t- and he starts to walk out the door and he tells Andy, he goes. Andy said, Merry Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Right, before, right before Christmas. He said, Merry Christmas. And he told you to fuck off. Told me to fuck off. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll give you the story from inside the office because Jeff only knows part of this. So they come in, and he says, you know, we tell them what they owe. And um, I felt bad because um, I missed the hunt because Reese had to go to the emergency room in Wichita Falls. So uh, text Stoner at, like, midnight whenever Jesse calls because Jesse went to the emergency room here, and I stayed with Jameson. That way we didn't have to get Jameson out. And then she called me. And said, hey, they're going to transfer us. So uh, she said, we'll go to Wichita Falls. They'll transfer us. And then when it comes time, we'll call you when we're done. And you can come to Wichita Falls and pick us up. And then I ended up calling her parents to sit with James anyway. So this is at midnight. And I text Stoner. And I get a response back, which was shocking. Because I was just going to send him all the information. And then just when he wakes up at at 3.30 or whatever, um, I was I. Figured I'd still be awake, and then we could talk about it. <clears throat> but anyway, he texts back, and I send him a map of the field, Google Earth, and I, you know, draw the route on how to get there and where the entrance is and uh, where to hide, where the birds were, um, the whole nine. I mean, you know, he, he, he basically drove there blind, but I did a really good job of, I think, uh, letting him know, um, you know, how everything laid out the night before Scout. So, tough morning. Um, I got back into town about 7 o'clock. I made some rounds, <clears throat> scouting, watched them a little bit, and it was just a tough morning. Birds flew right over them. And uh, so they pick up, and, you know, the whole time the guy's like, I'm not going to brag, but you're probably going to make about $500 a man. Telling Stoner that for the next two days. You're, you'll probably make... <laughs> easily 200, 200, 250 bucks per day per guy. So Stoner's like, oh, you know, that, that's great, blah, blah, blah. So Stoner was going to make a $5,000 tip. Ba- yeah, basically. So, but <laughs> I'm not, I'm not really wanting to brag, but this is, this is what, you know, is going to happen. So, uh, 
I was I went out west to look for a crane field, I think, and I get a call. Hey, these guys are thinking about leaving. I'm like, oh fuck. And uh I was like, well, so I head back. I head out to the lodge. Because I felt bad because I'd already missed, you know, I, f- I feel like if I miss it, you know, I, they're my group the night before and, and then leaving Stoner high and dry with a pain in the ass group, I felt terrible. So I come out here and I sit down in the office about mid-argument and Tony's like, you owe this amount of money and they're like, no, we're not paying that and all this other nonsense and Tony said, you know, we, we sent you an uh, uh, invoice on it. He's like, well, I didn't sign it and he had one dickhead with him. I guess he was an attorney or something. He's like... Oh, I do this for a living, and if you don't have a signed contract, then you're basically fucked. They don't mean he's an attorney. I see Harvard Law moms all the time in court. Right. Well, he's like, I did, I did all this for a living. And he's just a real douche canoe, and the wife is chirping in the background. And no, that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, listen, I'm gonna pay you. He's like, I'm gonna tip your guide, and I'm gonna tip your staff, and I'm gonna pay you for the six guys, basically, like you were saying, and. uh and Tony's like, no, you're going to pay the full deposit. And then you get on the phone with him. You tell him he's an embarrassment. After I'd already argued with him for a minute, I thought I didn't get nowhere. Fuck, I ain't and he fuck. fucking lost it. He's like, fuck this. He's like, I'm not tipping your guide now. I'm not tipping your staff. Here's your money. Throws it on the desk and walks out. And uh, that's when I say Merry Christmas to him. And he tells me to fuck off. And he meets Stoner as he's walking over to his room. And he tells Stoner... Make sure you get your tip out of those guys. And Stoner walks in, and the first thing we said is like, "Ah, sorry about you didn't you didn't get a tip." And he's like, "Are you kidding me?" He said that asshole told me to to make sure I got my money out of y'all. And he's like, "No, fucking Jeff pissed him off, and Jeff pissed Jeff him off. pissed him right <laughs> up. Jeff fucking strong man over the telephone and leaves Tony and I taking grenades." And I would have said it to his face. I know you would have, <laughs> but it was a, it was a fucking. And I knew the night before. And then the the best thing was so uh, I'll go I'll go to the night before because then we'll fast forward a couple of days because it doesn't end with them leaving the lodge. Uh, the night before, I just my dickhead senses went off at, at meeting them and you know walk up and, hey I'm Andy and and all this other stuff and uh, just you could just tell that they were arrogant, pompous dickheads and. Um, Told them kind of how we were going to do things the next day. And they're like, Paul, this is not Argentina, is it, Bob? I'm like, oh, fuck. It's one of those guys. <laughs> they're fucking fake teeth and they're, they're, fake teeth. they're white hair that slick to the back. And you're like, oh, this is going to be a fucking real treat tomorrow. This isn't Argentina, is it, Bob? Oh, 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 oh. Is it coming in my ass or yours tomorrow? So, um,. Like, oh fuck! This is gonna be great. And I told Jesse on the way on the way home, like these guys are gonna be dickheads. I I can just feel it. And then Reese got sick, and I didn't have to deal with them on for three hours on the hunt while I was getting my dick kicked in. But so we, being uh, that this is a small community out here, and this guy has trashed one of our competitors and, we get, of ours. and a friend of ours that we work really well with, just trashed him. Talked about uh, you know how bad of an experience he had and. Um, you know, he, he, he got into it with them and they, they exchanged motherfuckers and, uh, basically he can't come back to this area. Well, I guess he could. He's got one more outfitter to piss off. You're already getting ahead of yourself now. And and so we tell our buddy, you know, what was said and he didn't remember him either. I I, I called him and I said, listen, I said, do you know this dickhead? 
I told him what happened. He goes, no. I said, well, he was talking shit about you at breakfast this morning to the guys, not to me. I said, I don't. I've never met the guy. I just had a pleasantries with him on the phone. He goes, I don't know that guy. I said, well, he said he hunted with you last year, and that you and his wife got into it or some shit. I don't remember the whole, whatever the story was. They got into a deal. He goes, I don't remember that guy. He said and that his wife was pie-facing it, and he said, keep your face down. He said, keep your fucking face down. And then she said, well, why don't you keep your fucking face down? And he said, no, I'm the guide. I don't have to or something along those lines. So we relay that to our buddy. This is a story that we heard and at he's, breakfast. And he still don't remember who this is. Doesn't remember who he is. And he's like, number one, I would never speak to a client like that. I mean, that's just bad business. So you, you we tell our buddy, you know, what we had heard. And then he looks on his phone. He, he checks his phone messages and he finds, he searches for the guy's name and he sees it. And he's like, oh, he hunts with Bill. So he calls Bill up and he said, hey, so-and-so was talking shit about me to another guy today. Well, that guy is not as big a swinging dick as he thought he was because no. he was hunting with some other guys. Yep. And they're not, they didn't bring him back to hunt. They didn't invite him on this hunt. He didn't get invited back. And he had booked to hunt with us and he's oh, just joy. a dick. So I am in Oklahoma still and my phone goes off. Mm-hmm. It's from this guy. It's like we're eating dinner and he calls like three times in like 10 minutes. Yeah. I walk outside and we get in the truck and I'm going to answer the phone. I'm not going to call him in the restaurant. I'm with people. And I get he texts tr- you. You better answer you your better phone. You better fucking answer your phone. Yeah, and, I, and I told the guys with me, I said, this ought to be interesting. Saying phone, I'm like, hello. Oh, damn it. Rah, rah, rah. Don't you, you don't know how many important people that you had out there. And those were important people. And you're going to do this. State and senators. State senators. State and we'll senators. fuck you over and we'll do this and we'll do that and do that. Yeah, whatever, buddy. Why, well, damn it, you telling people I said shit. Well, how do we know that you didn't say that right. shit to them? I mean, if you didn't have said it, how would we have known that? Right. You know? How would we, yeah, exactly. If it had you not been running your mouth, how would we know that there was an issue? Yep. So, but and then I guess he denied it because I guess you know his boss brought him out on the first hunt and then realized he was a screaming asshole and then didn't bring him out the next year. But yeah, called and threatened me and he's like over the phone. These the guys I had out there, they laugh at at, at your leases and how much money you have and and all this other stuff. What a fucking tool bag. Well, then why'd they come out on the hunt? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you know. in this line of business, I've been fortunate enough to be associated with some very, very wealthy people. One, one guy owns the NFL team. One guy <laughs> uh, has the last name Hilton, and I rode around with them pig hunting for four or five days, multiple times. So we've had money out here, and not one of those cocksuckers that have all this money ever looked at somebody that was less fortunate than them or had less money than them and laughed. You're making me feel bad, Dumby, like I'm less fortunate. Than, than the Hiltons? <laughs> oh, I've got less fortunate than a lot of people here. I'm just saying. But, but I mean, but not one not one of these motherfuckers. The truly wealthy, wealthy people we have. Have ever. We've got uh, a big oil tycoon that hunts with us. Yes. And just the most patient man, nice, caring, generous. And, I mean, he's got more money than God. And for, for this guy to say that, you know, he probably makes $100,000 a year. He, I know he drove a big fucking truck with big souped-up tires and the light bars and all that stuff, so that tells you right there he's got a tiny dick. <laughs> Every guy with a t- big truck. Oh, they fucking know it. <laughs> Anybody that makes 100 k a year with big tires on their truck, you got a little pecker and you're overcompensating. But he was just a screaming asshole, and he was surrounded himself with other assholes. But for him to be, oh, they laugh at, at your leases and... How much money I'll have. Number one, you went to one spot. You don't know what our fucking leases are. And well, uh, we didn't even lease that place. Yeah, that was, that <laughs> was a daily. off of your buddy that but, you made fun of already and you can't go back and with. But I, I mean, like I said, 
the truly wealthy people, the ones with, that wear pinky rings, because I told you during the Super Bowl when I saw The Rock, you wear a pinky ring, that's when you got the juice. <laughs> Shit. Guys that wear pinky rings, they know. I've had. They're not making, you know, they're not uh, talking bad about somebody that doesn't have a fat bank account. Or pinky ring, because I don't have a fat bank account. I got a fat belly. Um, <laughs> you know what? It's, 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 I was pissed that weekend. I was a mad motherfucker. And then when he called me up, it really pissed me off. But since then, I really don't care, and I laugh at him. But we've hunted some truly wealthy, wealthy individuals here, and I've had some people here that don't have a lot of money, and it doesn't matter to me. You're going to get treated oh, the same either, either way. way. But I can tell you I realized how small a peon in the world I am one day. I was hunting with some gentlemen. This was 25 years ago, and I'm, I'm hunting with a – it's a, a an older guy that's probably 65 years old and two younger guys, and they're in the 40s. There's three of us, and we did an afternoon, uh, we did an afternoon goose hunt. It's late in the year. We did afternoon goose hunt. We duck hunted in the morning. And we were goose hunting, and I, and and I was visiting with them. And I and I and I talk and I visit with people, and I like history and travel. And, and this guy had just been back, come back from Italy, and we were talking about being Italy and stuff. And he had an over under shotgun, and you know me, I like over unders. I shoot over under. And I go, what's a pretty gun? What kind is that? He named it some Italian name or something. I said I'd never heard of it. He goes, you want to shoot it? I said, you sure? He said, yeah, shoot it. He said, here, you shoot my gun, Jeff, and I'll shoot yours. At the time, I'm shooting a Browning Satori like I am now. It's a very nice gun. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I was not embarrassed of my gun that I gave him. And I shot that gun a couple times. I said, that's some bitch sweet, shoot, sweet shooting. And that yet the younger guy in the group was probably worked for this guy in some capacity or something. He goes, uh, and the guy's name was Tom. He goes, Tom, he said, tell Jeff how much you paid for that gun. He goes, ah, it's not important. Now I'm interested. <laughs> I go, how much is that gun? He goes, oh, they're, they're, they're pretty they're well-priced guns. I said, well, how, how much are they? Well-priced. He goes, well, I, I, I don't know. And he, that guy says, fuck. He said, the gun's $150,000. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> I'm like, fuck, let me what have my story back. I said, I don't shooting? think I scratched this son of a bitch or nothing. <laughs> I said, here it is. I mean, it, 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 it was a lot. It might have been it might have been 50000 but it was a lot of money for a gun. Jeez, I mean, a ton does. of money for the gun. More than my house. So I said, and, and, and visit with him. He hunted with a couple, over a two, three-year period, he hunted with me a couple times. Really nice, 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 nice guy. And he was, I told him, I said, did you order that gun? He said, no. He says, funny story. He said, me and, he said, my wife and her friend and, and, and another friend, there's three couples we run around together. And we went on one of these cruises and we went to a cruise through Italy mm-hmm. and through the Mediterranean. And we were gone for like 30 days on a cruise. I'm thinking, well, that's so much probably pretty expensive already anyways. And he said, we were, we were on this cruise. And he said, my buddy, he said, we always go do some guy stuff while the girls. So we went to this little village in Italy where they made guns. Mm-hmm. And we all three bought a gun. You know who his buddy was, his best friend? Mm-mm. is Lee Iacocca. Do you know who that guy is? Lee Iacocca. Used to run Chrysler. Was the CEO of Chrysler. Oh, I'll be damned. And I think Lee Iacocca, I, I'm not sure or not, but I think maybe he's the one who invented the Mustang. Or Lee the Camaro, Iacocca. yeah, Lee Iacocca, I A C C I A O or something. He was he used to be the CEO of um, of Chrysler, I know for sure. But uh, very, very, very wealthy, wealthy, wealthy man. But that was that guy's running buddy. Lee just- Iacocca was an American automobile executive, best known for the development of the Ford Mustang yep. and the Pinto. Okay. But he was. But anyways, that was his best friend, and that was the, the three couples. They hung out together. The guy was a real. He was a nice man out of Houston, Texas. But he had this real expensive shotgun. I bet Lee's got a pinky ring. And then when he come back and hunted with me the next time, he goes, "Hey," he said, "Jeff, you want to swap guns with me?" And he was willing <laughs> to let me shoot his gun again. I was like, "No, Fuck I'm that. afraid to touch that son of a bitch to blow up or something on me." Lee Iacocca is dead. 
Oh, yeah. Died in 2019. But that's the kind of people. So I've been around a lot of wealthy, wealthy men. And this guy here was the CEO of a big company. I'm not going to say the company. And he was a very wealthy, wealthy man, too. But he was a real nice guy. And he didn't look down at anybody for anything. And Mr. Hilton that's been up here a bunch of times and those mm-hmm. guys that we've hunted. Yep. And part of the owners of an NFL franchise have hunted with us multiple times. Those are good people. They're just nice people. And they, they've been successful and fortunate in life. They've made really good decisions. But they don't. Those super wealthy guys I think are cool. It's the dickhead that makes hundred to $150,000 a year. That has good that, credit. That has good credit that thinks he's something yeah we see them comments all the time but like donald trump i think donald trump if he wasn't president of the united states and you saw donald trump somewhere you could sit and visit with him sure he's that kind of guy if you could get the time but right but he's that kind of person but he wouldn't talk about the schlub in the pinto pulling no. up outside like oh look at that dickhead yeah like you know it's just the way that he said the way that this guy said that i mean it just he was a he was a fucking asshole from the time there's that he a walked f- in there's a group of guys the time that he left out of the dallas area that fit that same criteria, and mm-hmm. we see a lot of them. Yeah, and, that, and 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 then there's some of them that come out here. They're really really nice, just like that. But there's that group. He was an asshole. Now the thing is, if Josh would have went out and killed fifty birds, they'd have hunted for two days. Well, he, and they'd have rebooked for next year, and they'd been just as happy as shit. No, he got. You don't think remember, so? He shot a limit in twenty minutes with our buddy the year that, before that. Yeah, but he wasn't invited back on that trip. Oh. Well, that was the that was the day that they had issues. They shot a quick limit, and that's that's what he told us. He said we hunted with so and so, and we shot a limit in about thirty minutes. I'll never go back to them. That's how he starts. Okay. Well, maybe, that's how he starts the conversation. Maybe that, and, and who knows? And see, that gets me because I had a guy call me the other day that booked to hunt with us for three days for next year. Mm-hmm. He and with another outfitter, and I'm not going to say the guy's name because the guy's a good guy, and they had three good hunts. Yeah, and he's rebooking with us. I'm thinking you had great hunts with them, right? And that's I a red flag. And it was a red flag with this guy, with the wishy-washy back and forth. Maybe uh, it'll be one day, maybe it'll be two. And Yeah, but this 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 guy that called me the other day, he's like, yeah, we hunted with so-and-so. We had really good hunts. We just want to go hunt with you guys. And I thought, why, why are you? Well, some of that I can understand. Like, if you've gone somewhere a couple years in a row and you've done okay, like, sometimes you just want to branch out. I can see that. More so than the way this guy started it. Like, oh, we shot out in 30 minutes, and I'll never go back. You're like, ooh. We ain't going to okay. get done today in 30 minutes, <laughs> I can promise you. And we knew, and that was that was his other big gripe, is, uh, well, and this was right, it was, so I think uh, the full moon was, so, the the tough hunting started about December 9th, I, I just, we talked about that on the podcast, and I remember that day. Um, so he was right around the 12th or 13th of December, right as the hunting started to get tough. And he's like, well, you, you, you know, the hunting's been tough the last two or three days, and you didn't call us. You didn't tell us to to come a different time of year, or you know. And we're like, well, fuck no, because you know. And like you said, the next day we had a good hunt. So it's just it's it's give it's and hunt, take. It's, a hunt, it's, it's hunting. hunting, and that's what pissed him off. Is when I told him you're an embarrassment calling yourself a hunter because you're not a hunter. Yeah, you just want to you just want to kill shit. And there's a big difference between me and hey, if that's what you are, that's fine. That's what we do: pin race pheasant hunts. Right. You know. We can throw pheasants off the top of the fucking lodge and you shoot 500 of them in a day if you want to. We don't care. We, you want to pay for it, we'll do it. But that's the difference between being someone that's a hunter right. and someone that's a killer. Yeah. And, and 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 you see that all the time. That's like I had a group of guys come in this uh, this year and we shot, there was 10 of them and we shot 20 speckle bellies and maybe two or three Canada geese. And they shot 
singles, doubles, and triples, all 2022, 23. And he told me when he left, he said, Jeff, I've been hunting for 30-plus years. He said, I've been going on guided hunts for 20-plus years. And he said, this is as good a hunt as we've had. He said, I've been on hunts where we've killed 70 birds in an hour where we've killed. And he said, I've been on every kind, zeros, everything. But he said, we shot ones and twos and threes. So he said, these are all good friends of mine, and we yeah. got to spend together for a couple of days. And we hunted with y'all, and we had a great hunt, and they rebooked. He said, but it was just the the camaraderie and hanging out and he said the older i get the more i appreciate the actual time in the blind in the field because because i see it all the time we see guys and they hug and they say bye in the office when they're leaving right God, i'll see you next year blah 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 I had a good time till sheila I said hi until the kids i love them miss them blah blah and it's just old buddies get together and those guys they get it those guys there it wasn't about the camaraderie it was mm-hmm. about going being able to go home and t- show some of their pictures right and that's a shame, but that's that. But in the hunting business, that's what we're getting these days. Yeah, it's a shame, but you know, but he was he was. Well, you knew the hunting had been tough the last two days, and you you could have called us and pushed us back, or well, three days before that, we shot full limits and, with everybody. So what's yeah. happened? I mean, and then the, and the next at the day after that they left, you know, we ended up we had a good hunt. But you just you got to take the good with the bad, and this guy was just a flaming asshole. Well, and the cool whip on the dessert was when he called and threatened me mm-hmm. over how he could. I'll bury you. I'll bury me you, and I can do this to you, and I can do this to you. Motherfucker, I've been in business for almost thirty years. Ninety percent of the people I have could give two fucks what you think, anyways. Yeah. The other nine of those ten percent don't give a shit either. So maybe one percent of the people I work with are going. They don't care. You know, for him to call you though, like his boss ripped his ass. Oh, I'm sure of that. Like, hey, you're fucking going out to my stomping ground that I took you to, and then you're bad-mouthing the guy that I'm going back with. I guarantee you his boss ate his ass, and I guarantee you he fucking called his wife and was like, ooh, you know. But he didn't think that it would get back to him, to the to this other guy. I don't <laughs> know called. why. It's funny that he's going to threaten me on the phone. Motherfucker, listen here. You talk some shit over the phone to me, but if you really, I'll be at the office in a couple of days if you want to come see me again yeah, or wherever. You know I mean, right where we I are. don't. I'm not scared of you by any means, but I'm going to tell you right now, a mouthy wife is one of the biggest issues in the world for she anybody. Was she was, too. Has your wife ever done anything embarrassed you? Has she ever said anything to anybody that embarrassed you? No, I don't think so. Well, your mom has me a couple of times. One time we were at the mall in Lubbock years ago, and they had the little Verizon stores. I don't know if they still have them in the middle of the mall. Mm-hmm. They had Verizon deals. and I, I don't know if it was my phone or her phone or one of you boys' phone was messed up or something, and the lady that worked there kind of – kind of was pushing us off because it wasn't a sale she was doing some maintenance or something right and i don't know what happened to mom but mom got this inner demon bitch inside of her that come out and she jumped on this girl's ass <laughs> i mean i was fucking embarrassed i was like fuck i was like michelle shut the fuck up <laughs> she has the little girl works here she's making seven bucks an hour i really don't think that she's causing all these problems but just so every time that happens i think about mom doing that to me as an embarrassed husband because I've embarrassed mom 9,000 times compared to the one time she's embarrassed me. Well, she would just, this this lady would just sit back and she'd just kind of chirp. She was an expert. And then, yeah, obviously she was fucking scaring geese the year before that and got yelled at, evidently. But, and I'll give you, I'll give you, so we'll go one more. We got a little bit of time. Uh, we'll do the runner-up asshole of the year. Jeff wasn't involved in this, but I got to deal with it. I missed out on a lot this year. Well... I mean, you were out here, but this this happened out in the field. So, uh, Austin and I are hunting, hunting out on a on a peanut field, and um, we're doing okay. You know, we're we're chipping away at them pretty good. We got weather coming though, so we know that um, it's going to start raining on this hunt 
you know, we got about an hour to go. So we're chipping away at them and um, call the shot on a bird. It sails, and we're going to send one of the dogs to go get it. We step out of the blind. Austin was going to send his dog, Roxy. So um, we both step out of the blind. He goes to line her up. And um, off to our left is a Canada coming in. He's cupped up. And uh, we say, oh, just kneel down, guys. So we all take a knee. We kind of cluck and everything at him. And he does not come in. He doesn't come over the blind. He kind of, he kind of, he hits, he hits the edge of the decoys and he flares away. Well, I'm going to stand up because the bird, you know, he pushed away. All of a sudden, right over my head, the guy that's sitting in our blind with us, right over mine and Austin's head. And I politely said, the next person that shoots over my head, when I don't call the shot, is going back to the pickup. And he fucking flipped a switch. You fucking called the shot, and how else am I supposed to shoot? How else am I supposed to shoot that bird if it's not right over your head? And I said, I didn't call the shot. I said, we were calling on, we were on our goose calls. And then, well, you need to talk to your fucking buddy then, because he called the shot. I heard him. Austin was further away from this guy than I was. I was right next to the blind. Austin was out a little bit further, about to line Roxy up on this cripple. I said, he didn't call the shot either. Well, fuck, somebody did. Somebody, one of you two did. Now you're just fucking lying. I said, no, sir. I said, it's not that big of a deal. I'm just telling you, don't shoot over my head again, especially when we're out of the blind and standing up. Fuck this shit, and I'm unlo- I'm fucking done. I said, "Are you going back to the pickup?" And, no, I'm fucking unloading my gun right here. I'm 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 done. I said, "You," he said, "You don't know your you don't know a fucking duck from a hole in your ass." I said, "Well, <laughs> sir, we're goose hunting, so um, I guess it's a good thing I don't know ducks from a hole in my ass on this hunt." But he just he fucking went off for five more minutes, and fine, Austin just walked away, and I I started getting a count because I knew we were pretty close on specs, and I knew we had weather coming. And uh, he's just fucking. And the best part of it was, is later in the year, we started, um, instead of attaching all the A-frames to one another, we would just close the ends. So it pulls the tops a little bit closer. And what fucking blind do you think that this guy's in? Mine and Austin's. It's just, (laughs) it's me, Austin, and this asshole. Asshole Junior, because he didn't quite take the cake for asshole of the year. But he was runner-up. And he fucking snacked, and he would take potato chip bags and crinkle them just as loud as he could for the rest of the hunt while while we were working geese. I didn't notice it, but Austin, Austin said it was driving him nuts. <laughs> but he was just he was just like you got. Fucking, I was here for this. Yeah, you were here for this. You, but he he didn't. Uh, he wasn't a paying customer. He won the hunt. No, no. What and this I heard because of Tejas. What, what do we call that? Tejas Wallace. Yes, we yeah, have our goose, own. We have our own the goose. The, uh, we have group a t- chat. group chat with all the guides, so everything's at, from six o'clock in the morning until the hunt's over. Everybody knows what's going on with everybody all the time. So mm-hmm. I hear all this shit going on there. So I really don't know. So I'm kind of prepared for it. Well, the guy that that booked the hunt is a really nice guy, mm-hmm. and he comes in and he he said, "Jeff, I'm sorry." He's that they guy were in the far. Ass. They were in the far other. Yes, blind. but he he goes, "I didn't even know it was going on until later." And he tells me about it, and he said, "Those people we donated a hunt." To a, I don't remember exactly what we donated because we don't donate very many hunts at all. But this guy 
booked like eight people with me, and he does a hunt that he gives away to some charity deal. Really, a youth. It's youth putting indigent youth hunts or something for poor people or some kids that are disabled kids or something it's disabled kids it's like a make-a-wish hunt Mm -hmm. and we gave two hunts away and they auctioned it off and they put that money towards taking these kids on a deer hunt somewhere right and so the lady bought the hunt so her and her dad could come hunting and he was a total fucking tool bag he was and the guy's with me and i told him i said well he ain't coming back here next year he said fuck no he ain't come with us anyways I said, you just make sure she don't buy that damn deal again. <laughs> I hate I hate Ducks Unlimited hunts and Delta hunts, anything you hunt. And and, and and let me say, it's not all of them because the guys from Simu this year with Matt Sullivan, Simu. those yeah. guys that come up, there was two adults and their little boy, they were gentlemen, really good, good guys. Mm-hmm. And they're coming back this year. Right. And they were super, super nice guys. So not every one of them it is. But so many times guys go to Ducks Unlimited banquets and they get drunk and they're trying to – you know, show off to the girls with the fake tits that are raffling ticket shit off. They're sitting there having a drink with them, and they buy this shit, and they're like, oh, I'll pay $7,000 for it. Watch this, honey, and right. they'll bid it up, and they'll pay it for $7,000. And then they think, well, hell, we're guys supposed to have bird cleaning and then couples massages and blah, blah, blah. They don't know what the fuck they bought. Right. And they don't usually have big hunters, a lot of them. Right. And that's the kind, that's why I hate, 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 hate most Ducks Unlimited deals. Because that's what happens on most of them. Right. Not all of them. And I, I found out if I usually do a multi, like 10 guys and I make the, the DU banquets will buy like 80% of the hunt and I'll donate something. Like they'll, they'll pay for 10 and I'll give them two people. And if they come for multiple days, like three days from way off, they usually get more waterfowl guys. Right. But this guy was a real tool bag. And, and he, he was an embarrassment to all the guys in this group. Yeah, the other group was a whole group of might be assholes. Some of them guys <laughs> might be good. Yeah, and what'll happen is somebody listens podcast and they'll be in that group and they'll say, "Hey, I didn't understand what was going on. I was just told." Because we, I've seen that happen before. But this guy here, everybody else in his group was really a nice mm-hmm. guy, and they were embarrassed by him. Yeah, yeah, they they really were because uh, you know it was just it was something all the time, and uh, the way we clean birds, he was because we breast out birds. You know, if you got if you got a shitload of birds down there. It's what we do. You don't want to be fucking plucking 150 birds. No, we're not going to. So we breast our birds out, and I got fucking raked over the coals by this guy for that. And I'm like, listen, I'm sorry. It, it's what we do. Well, can well, uh, can we clean our own bird? I said, you absolutely can. I said, you have to do it off of our property because we're a licensed uh, cold storage facility. I said, and you, you have, have attached. you have to leave a wing attached, and you have to keep it in your own cooler because everything in our freezer has to have our paperwork with it and um he looked at me like i had a dick growing out of my forehead when i told him i had to leave a wing attached i mean it, literally like he had never he wanted to pretend the, to be this this savvy waterfowl veteran but literally acted like he had never heard that rule before well what do you mean you gotta leave a wing attached i mean you gotta leave a wing or a head yeah, it's pretty simple stuff it, it doesn't matter but you can pluck every bird that you got so it was just, so I got raked over the coals for that. And then, um, you know, it finally, with the other guys in the group, it became a joke, like all the shit that this guy would say. And then uh, that, was just, that was just the icing on the cake. And he fucking pouted for two hours. And we ended up, we ended up calling the hunt. I got a, a weather alert on my phone that said, rain 20 minutes away. And we were two speckle bellies short. And we had one sailor by the trucks. And I said, guys... Here's the deal. I got an alert. We got rain coming. Uh, do you want to call the hunt now and just start picking up? I said, we're, we're one or two specs short, depending on if we find that one bird. 
And the guy said, yeah, because you fucking made me unload my gun. I said, I didn't make you unload your gun. You did that under your own free will. So stop, stop acting like a martyr for just a second so I can get an answer from these guys. And they're like, wrap it up. So we did, and uh, we put one. Of, we we got a little bit wet, but we we put the last of the of the decoy spread up in the trailer as the heavy rain was starting to hit. So it's a good thing that I didn't fucking get wet and get my ass chewed <laughs> out because I'd have really been in a sour mood. And folks, out of a busy, busy winter, those are the only two. Those are the only two people we had this bad. Now, I'm that stick you, out. That, that one group, and it may not have been the whole group, maybe just a couple of them. The guy and his over aggressive wife. And then the, the, that the whole asshole. Group, that whole group was dickheads. Yeah. But other than. Well, I say that. There, there might have been one or two that seemed pretty cool. Yeah. I would say 80% of that group yeah. was dickheads. But on second our, one, it was 5%. We're, we're, we're busy. We run two to four or five groups a day, every day, full lodge here. And we dealt with two groups of people. Everybody else, we had a great season. People were good. They tipped generous. They were good people. They hunted. Uh, if, if if you can tell me right now, going to next year will be just like this year, people wise, customer wise, I will be very happy. And that we'll have two instances. No, well, I, yeah, well, that's going to happen every year. No, you I understand with the public. that. I understand that. But if they said you'll you'll do all this again, and you'll only, you'll only have, I two, would take that two deals. Especially two, if, if if I can be in Oklahoma, one one guy choose on. It seems like you always are. Things run better when I'm here, don't they? Well, no, it just seems like you're always gone for for the blow up. So. That's because I'm not here running, smoothing stuff over. How would you have smoothed that over? Andy, man, you don't know how I work. I'm how would really you have smoothed that over? guy? I mean, you it, never know. it wouldn't have happened. You've never heard me deal with someone that's irate, and then when they leave, they're happy? No, no, no. I have, But this guy, th- I don't this was a, a no-win no. on this one guy and his wife and his lawyer buddy. You know what would have been my day if I could have got him to tell Tony he was going to whoop Tony's fucking ass? That would have been, been great. After 15 minutes, Tony would have taken him up on it. <laughs> That would have been so fucking funny. Tony would have grabbed. <laughs> oh, his wife would have been screaming if Tony would have just grabbed that cocksucker <laughs> by his collar. The guy might have whooped Tony's ass. He might have. You can't just go jumping on people now as popular as jujitsu is. You don't know who's a closet badass. But uh, I don't think this guy was one of them. But, but that would have been funny. But yeah, it's funny because you know, and, and this is after the <laughs> tough hunt. He's telling Josh about how about how he's going to make all this money. Two hundred bucks a guy per day. I'd love that though. Tony called me up. Well, got my ass whooped by Cushman today. <laughs> <laughs> but it was worth it. All His right. wife might have whipped Tony's ass. You those are the ones. That, those are the ones that scary. <laughs> you know what? I'm not a women's liberal at all. And I don't care what women do, but I am not a fan of a woman who thinks she can piss in a bottle standing up. I don't know. That, if she that, was that quite woman. There, that but. woman. Women like that bother me. Yeah. I don't care what you do. I, I don't. If I had to go in and have open heart surgery and as a woman worked on me, I wouldn't care. If I was on the space shuttle sure. and a woman was driving, I don't care. Sure. I don't. But we need women and we need men. A Absolutely. woman is beautiful, soft, pretty, mm-hmm. smells good. That's what. That's what you want out of a woman. Mm-hmm. I don't want a woman that's fucking a man. I mean, that's. <laughs> so I don't understand these women that try to be something they're not yeah real aggressive in conversation and i'll kick your ass my friend. and you know damn well you're, you're not gonna going do to. that shit. yeah and even if you wanted to i wouldn't take you up on it yeah so, I, mean, I mean this is this argument is going nowhere yeah. you wouldn't have pulled that shit in 1930s so some of the fuckers <laughs> slapped the fuck fucking out of you knock you upside your head but even in facebook you see these women in, right. in our little town we live in a small town i see these yeah. women get on facebook and i'll whip that bitch it's not a, you've never been in your fight in a lot <laughs> a lot you've never been a fight in your own entire life yeah but you're tough because people, you talk like a crazy bitch, so people yeah. just avoid your ass. <laughs> They're not scared of you. They just think you're fucking trouble. Yeah. All right, let's get off here. I appreciate everybody for listening. Another record-breaking week for the Big Honker Podcast. 
I'm going to say it right now. We are the number one waterfowl podcast in the United States or in the world. Nah. We appreciate you. You know, we're not. Nah. Who's better? Ah, us? hell, who knows? Uh, we're Pick anybody. One. Throw we're, a dart at, on any waterfowl podcast. We're number one. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Big Honker Podcast. I'm Jeff Stanfield. Thank you and have a wonderful day and God bless you. And if you're a part of this asshole of the year award, call Jeff. <laughs>